Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello, how are you? The Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, how are you? The new face of video games, Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Hello, how are you? And the best voice in the business. Also, somebody that used to be in the Navy, and I just found that out right now, <laughs> Paris Lilly. How are you? I love it. I'm great, guys. Thank you all for asking me. Wow. What a week it's been. I wish been. you would have responded individually to all of us. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and it's getting worse. It's progressively getting worse. And you have been better. <laughs> yeah, it starts out great and ends up like, oh, you know, it is what it is. But no, it's a fantastic thing because this is the kind of funny games cast. Each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. And this week we got a banger for you. I'll tell you what. You can watch the show on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or you can also get it on roosterteeth.com. If you want the audio version, go to your favorite podcast service and search for Kind of Funny Games Cast, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, if you want to watch the show live as we record it, and if you want to be a Patreon supporter just like Omega Buster, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Elliot, and Tom Bach have done, you can go to patreon.com slash games, and we'll... Be there for you to support. Thank you all so very, very much. Today, we are brought to you by Upstart Honey and Canva, but I'll tell you about that later. We have a very special one for you today because we get to talk about Deathloop. A whole bunch of us, uh, including me, Paris, Blessing, and Barrett, got to check out a hands-off preview. Yeah, guess our invitation got lost in the mail, huh, Andy? You know? <laughs> Greg, I mean, I was asked, and I said, can I play it? No? I'm out <laughs> I only oh, played man. Game. oh man, you played hardball. Yeah, I, I begged to get invited. They said no. <laughs> begged them, told them I was hosting E3. They're like, no, wow. you can't come. We got to watch a uh, about an hour and a half long, I would say, presentation of Deathloop with a whole bunch of gameplay. So we have a whole bunch of thoughts, and we're about to tell you about those right now. Paris, I want to start with you. What are your thoughts on what we saw of Deathloop? I absolutely loved what we saw. Um, coming from this studio. It screamed Dishonored 3, but it's not Dishonored 3, right? Because obviously there, there's a lot, of, a lot of that legacy in, in what we saw. Um, I loved the dialogue between Colt and, and Juliana. Um, the music in it is, is phenomenal. I, I think this, I love that they let us know this is not a roguelike, which a lot of us coming off of Returnal, that's, that's good to hear. Um, I, I love this, this quote-unquote loop that you will have to go through and just the learning and everything that you'll have to do to ultimately quote unquote break the loop, you know, which is, which is a part of the game. But yeah, I, I think it's great. I think this concept can absolutely work. And then shout out to the, the crossing. If people remember that from way back in the day, because some of that's in there with Juliana, obviously being the antagonist that can be either an NPC or it can be an actual real person that comes in, you know, to kind of screw up everything that you're trying to do. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. I, I, I can't wait to actually play it instead of just looking at it. Mr. Lily, Greg Miller from kind of funny.com. Yes. Uh, obviously incredibly excited for death loop. I've seen a few presentations, but for some people who might be joining us for the first time, what is death loop and who are Colt and Juliana? Oh, man. So you put all the pressure on me to actually explain this thing correctly. That's well, come on. You job. were in the Navy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Drive this back home for everybody. Somehow this has nothing to do with anything. So so Deathloop, I'm, I'm trying to be careful on, on what, what I say here. So so Deathloop, Colt, you are Colt. You're, you're this character, Colt. Um, this is taking place in the 60s, I, I do believe. And you, you're on this island and 
you have to take out these eight characters, these eight visionaries, I believe it's what it's called, yep. right? And and you have this person, Juliana, who is an antagonist who is basically trying to stop you from from doing that because you're it's like Groundhog Day. You're caught in this loop because if you die, you wake up and you start from the beginning again and you can't break this loop until you take out all eight of, of these visionaries across four different um, areas, biomes or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, there, there's a, a day night cycle. There's different times of the day that you can attack your objectives. There's various weapons that you can use. There's these things called trinkets, which are basically like adding, adding mods to the weapons. There's abilities that you can use, which is, is going back to kind of its dishonored roots. Um, overall, like I said, it, it, it looks great. It, it looks like a lot of fun because there's going to be so many different ways that you can tackle these objectives. I don't think there's any right answer to being able to do it, but it's a giant puzzle because you have to take out all eight in one loop to break it, right? So every time you die, you have to look at it as a learning lesson as you go back in and try and figure out what you did right one time, what you did wrong. Maybe you need to go to a different time of day to attack the objective, the different clues you can find. There, there's a lot going on in death loop, but um, it, it, it's looking great. Yeah, I'm right there, man. Like, I have seen, obviously, as many trailers for this as we all have. And we're just kind of like, we don't need more trailers. Like, we're sold yeah. on this. The style looks great. The atmosphere looks great. But seeing it in gameplay form, I am most surprised that the gameplay itself feels like one of the trailers in terms of its piffiness and atmosphere and kind of just style overall. That vibe? The vibe is very much an MCU movie in terms of comedy. They're constantly talking. Yes. And I was very surprised by that. The, 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 all the characters honestly are just like nonstop chatter and it's chatter that feels very MCU uh, in terms of its writing, in terms of its uh, like quality of the jokes where they're not necessarily jokes. It's just kind of like quips. There's yeah, a, there's it's, quips. Quips. it's quips. Momentum. It, 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 for me, it was less MCU and it reminded me of like, uh, like Star Wars, like early Star Wars writings where, yeah, like not necessarily like when talking about like specific vibes, like, yeah, they're similar, but yeah, it didn't really remind me much of, of MCU. In so overall, respect. though, good. Everybody has yeah. the same impression. That no, this it's is terrible. Good. No, I'm just kidding. Like <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, I, I disagree with you, but I very much think this is Guardians of the Galaxy style uh, writing like through and through like the entire thing with uh, increase in the use of the F word. Lots of swear words in this. I love a good fuck. And they, they give many, many, many yeah. fucks. The first, like the first, so like when you wake up on the island on, on Black Reef, right, and you're cold, the first thing he says is like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Like it's, it's mm -hmm. a sense along the lines of that. Is that uh, a fucking dragon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like it, it almost felt like that. Like, I think the exact line is, "How the fuck did I get here?" Like, he he delivered it kind of like that, and it kind of does to me feel a little bit like, yeah, that MCU level. Now, bless. Of, like, can you what can you do it as Barack Obama? Yeah, please, uh, Malia. Uh, <laughs> how the fuck? Oh, I can't. Do it. I can't. That was I, great. I, I you're good. That's pretty good. You're on. The, you're on. The, you're about forty percent there. Here we go. Yeah. You know what? This, I, this actually. I'm sorry, bless. I'm going to cut you off. Go for it, go but for it. but what this reminds me of is. The fact that it's happening kind of in the 60s, it reminds me of a parody like Austin Powers, right? Or mm, think of the, yeah. the black exploitation movies of the 70s or even bring in some more current thing. Remember Black Dynamite? Oh, this Remember, is yeah. it's very Black Dynamite. Yeah, that's what it is to me. That's cult to me is Black Dynamite. The way that he talks and everything, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's really good. Even yeah. just look at the environments here, all the CRTs, all of the sort of 
that that sign that we just saw earlier that said expand your mind i'm also getting like bioshock vibes possibly mm-hmm. like yeah in a different oh God, era yeah. but with the way that they were approaching technology it seems well really, that really neat. that's fucked I up i wasn't very... watching the stream i didn't know we had this want to see this game so bad we're showing it that's a very apt comparison i think because uh part of the game too is as you're going through and taking out the visionaries uh a lot of the visionaries will have special abilities that you'll end up getting from them you know like they have abilities that that mirror a lot of the, the dishonored abilities in terms of the i don't know the exact the exact names for them but there's an ability where you can link different people you basically throw a grenade and link different people we've and seen if that you kill a couple one, times kill here them on all. screen yeah we've seen that in, in the previous trailers there's others where you'll levitate a group you'll levitate somebody and then throw them throw them wherever you want right and th- those are abilities that you gain from defeating the visionaries and there's uh, there's also i think I, there's also i think weapons and stuff that you'll gain also from killing visionaries but it also it has that bioshock appeal of being in a setting that is very much designed and catered and unique but also invoking a specific era and that's the thing the most that reminds me of bioshock and continue to remind me of bioshock as we went through the presentation this looks so sick i mean all these dash little teleportation abilities i have a question i don't know if it's something you can even really answer but a lot of these bad guys look like just plain characters with one pattern on them what the hell is all that? What's that all about? Is they there any? Really go in, they didn't go into that too much, but they. The one thing that I really, really liked what they said was they called this a murder puzzle game. Yes. So they were talking about this as you're going into similar areas over and over, seeing similar uh, enemies over and over. So they didn't explain it from a story perspective, Andy, okay. but like just from a gameplay perspective, they they all look similar, but they all have unique personalities, unique traits. And what I think is really cool about this is there was the the common question that people were asking of like is this a roguelike like what does this look like especially after returnal kind of breaking the the walls of what a roguelike is it's not just a 2d platform it could also be a third person shooter like what would the first person shooter version of that look like in this death loop as you're going back and forth over and over and over and they were saying that like what makes it not that is a couple different things one the dialogue never repeats uh for when you're doing the loops the characters oh. are aware of the loops happening oh so as you're yeah. going through that in this in from the story, that that's pretty cool. Every single run, there's actual story progression as you're going forward. On top of that, it's not about a rising level of difficulty as we normally see in those type of games. Instead, it's about you understanding the different biomes you're in, and you can actually go in and choose the time of day and location that taking you're going different routes and stuff you, yeah. taking different routes but also like choosing the time of day to to go in which affects like people's paths and all that stuff so even though they look similar they're doing different things and i think that's really interesting where it's very much them trying to be like we're taking the fun of the roguelikes but we're also trying to add the narrative based stuff to keep people going with uh, actual campaign mode that makes more sense than in some of those other things. Well, Andy, like the the only question? thing that's the only thing that's roguelite esque about this game is the fact that they're going through the loop. Everything else is non roguelite. Like the game is very designed. The 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 progression in the game comes comes almost purely from gaining knowledge of the loop and knowledge of the levels and understanding yes. uh, what is like uh, gaining leads and figuring out what is happening where mm-hmm. and so. Essentially, you know, like Paris said earlier, there are four different districts and there are four different times a day that you can jump into each district. Uh, and the whole thing, the whole the whole thing of the game is you're trying to take out eight visionaries within one loop, uh, which means that there are certain there's certain knowledge you can get during a certain time of day in a certain district that might help you out in a different district, maybe earlier in the day. 
And so the whole thing is the game is very structured and the loops are very similar for the most part. There, like, there, there are very few things that seem to uh, 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 differ between loops. Things like uh, Juliana, who is the character that's hunting you, like that's the thing that changes from loop to loop. But for the most part, it is a is it very her job structured to design thing. It's very unclear what she's up yeah. to. Yeah, like, that's a, that's right. part of the mystery of the game is that uh-huh. she's after you and you don't really understand who she is or what your relationship to her is. Right. And when it comes to the visionaries, I think they mentioned this on one of the other presentations, but do they seem to have very different, unique personalities or are they just kind of... Oh, yeah. Not only, yeah. not only personalities, but kind of like layers that they have. And like we oh, didn't yeah. get to see too much of it, but what we the, the one that we did see, I was so impressed by. And the different ways they showed us kind of like coming at them Mm -hmm. uh, and to take them down or to lose them or whatever it is. I was like, this looks super, super rad. Like they're really trying to take like into every encounter. They're trying to make be its own moment that even if you're doing it over and over, there's going to be something different about it that like keeps you interested. And I was honestly shocked at the amount of dialogue changes uh loop to loop that we were seeing for the same situations we were in or even just going to new areas the amount that the npcs were speaking in ways that felt as quality as the main characters themselves that's the thing that impressed me the most and that's when you're like sneaking around in your little stealth suit type thing kind of overhearing them oh stealth suit or just kind of like sneaking around in areas that oh. they can't see you because they're blocked. And that's the other thing that I think is really cool about this is the level design is <laughs> extremely designed. Like they mm-hmm. built it around you stealthily walking around to listen to conversations below you or above you or in the room next to you or whatever. There's a lot of moments uh, that you don't normally see in games. And what was really cool too is like Paris was mentioning earlier is uh, the the person hunting you could be a computer, but it could be an actual other human being playing as them hunting you down. And so they were talking about having to design the levels to be interesting for a human to play through from different perspectives. So it's not just a cool level design of like sneaking around, trying to listen in on conversations, but it has to be interesting for a player that is hunting that person as well. How and does you that also work? Have to... So is it in my game I trans over? I'm sorry, Barris. Uh, no, that I, tran- I, I I choose to go into multiplayer and I'm yeah. doing it? Or is it that I'm... Okay. Yeah. yeah like, basically, uh, there's, an op- there's an option yeah. to go in. Like, uh, it seems I don't want so a Souls maybe. experience, bless. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the thing is like it's it's you can probably just turn it off if you really don't uh, uh, want actual players to enter your game. But it remind me a little bit of Souls, where it's the thing of if somebody enters your, your game, you'll there there will be like a thing where Juliana will talk to you, or or you'll you'll basically know there's another player in in, in your game, and they're they're hunting you or they're fucking with you. Like they don't they don't necessarily need to kill you. That's like don't the interesting thing is that like if you are if you're jumping in, say if you go you go into the mo- the mode where you play as Juliana to pl- to go into another player's game, there are specific challenges and things that the game might encourage you to do in order to earn certain rewards. And so it might be yeah, kill this player, or it might be extend this player's playthrough by how like, I don't know specific ones, but basically basically things outside of purely just killing a player that'll allow for more fun to be had like it, it seems like if you wanted to even you could just help out the player if you wanted to and play co-op in that way but mm-hmm. there's not really necessarily necessarily a way for you to partner up with friends uh, in a way that seems very explicit explicitly co-op yeah i just build off of what you're saying blessing because that, that was leading right into it because that's the other thing that excites me about it is the juliana factor because when we look at death loop it, it's a lot of investigative research that you're going to have to do as going through the various times a day overhearing conversations like they showed the example where you get the safe 
and that gives you information that in the next loop you can you can apply to going after this particular visionary and you basically have to string all these things together obviously to take all all eight and break the loop but juliana is the variable in all this that can completely fuck up everything that you're doing and and i love that it doesn't matter how much you plan how much you research if someone comes into your game and they're skilled enough they can completely wreck everything that you do that you do and you have to start over from scratch I, I i love that variant in it and i can see it being an annoyance if it's random people coming in just to, to like you're saying blessing like they may not even do whatever their objective is they just come in to grief you the entire time but if it's someone that you know maybe and they're purposely trying to you know wreck wreck your game on purpose the way that it was intended to i mean it, it would be a very fun concept to see so i'm I'm really interested to see how that will play out in real time when we have actual human characters being Juliana going after whatever their objective is and trying to disrupt us. I'm going to snipe the shit out of Greg. I'm going to get Greg so many times. I'm going to kill you, dude. God. Juliana Juliana is one of the few elements of this game that I'm a little bit iffy on. Like As they explain it, I'm like, all right, I don't know if I want the, that random element coming through and, and right. fucking me up, especially if it's, if it's another player. But the one thing that gives me hope about it is the fact that they speak about it with so much confidence and it seems to be a central part of the game in a way that, that I'm like, I'm going to trust you guys because it seems like you're very much pushing this Juliana thing. Uh, and it could be cool. Like, they make her a central character, right? Like, she's the, she's the she seems to be the antagonist uh, or at least, like, another... Like what is it when you call it a when you're when you're not a protagonist you're not an antagonist you're just another fucking huge variable in the NPC. story like yeah it seems like she's that <laughs> right it seems like she is a uh, a big factor into into what uh, everything that's at play here which could be fun and we'll we'll see how that pans out the thing for me in in, in the preview that we got that very much fascinated me was that the the more the more that I learned about this game the more questions I have about like what the fuck is this game it seems so complicated. You know, like it is not it, it's not dishonored where it's level to level to level to level linear. It is not Returnal or Hades or any any sort of roguelite where it is. All right. Yeah, you die. You just go back to the beginning. It seems very much uh, uh, like a detective game almost. Yep. You know, where you're trying to just gain clues, gain leads, understand the world. And the more knowledge you gain, the more equipped you are to tackle that world. The systems seem so like. I, I I'm interested. I'm so fascinated with the idea of the four districts four times a day and jumping in where uh, however you want in order to get the info you need so that the next loop you can, uh, you know, fuck with somebody's schedule or open a, um, uh, a vault that you, that you have a code for or do whatever the thing you need to do uh, in order to get, uh, uh, have access to visionaries or fuck with their schedules or kill the visionaries at the time you times you need to. It all seems so different and so fresh, and that has me super excited because the at the beginning of the presentation, they compared it to Dishonored and basically called the game Dishonored with guns. And Dishonored is a game that I really I really dug. Dishonored 2 especially, I really dug. And the thing I dug, I dug the most about Dishonored was the fact that it was an immersive sim, meaning it was this game where you had so much choice. You had a lot of tools, like, tools at your disposal. Uh, but for me, the world of Dishonored didn't necessarily speak to me as much. And there were points in Dishonored where it felt like they were often going for something, but I, I, for me personally, it didn't always hit as often. And Deathloop seems like them going, all right, we know what we're doing with Dishonored. We have such confident, confidence in the system and the type of game that Dishonored is, and we're going to use Deathloop in, as a way to fully explore all those elements like 
the fact that you see powers coming back from Dishonored and contextualized in this way that is a lot more about exploration and more about solving what they call a giant murder puzzle, I think it's super fascinating, it's super cool, and that has me the most excited. Uh, that's what I'm most excited for about this game. This game sounds game, fucking awesome. It, dude, it honestly, Greg, it is. It, is, it looks fucking awesome. Like yeah. seeing yeah. the gameplay, like seeing it just like raw, them actually playing through a level, I was yeah. like, I can't believe how well it translated from just hot demo of a trailer to cool actual visual effects <laughs> and, exactly to actual game and like i mean i don't even need to get started about the music and all oh that God. it kicks Style's so hard so good so it good, and it like man. they they have such a good pacing of the music for every single moment where it just kicks in you're just like okay i'm totally yeah. uh in this world but from a gameplay perspective what i really really enjoyed andy what's up I was going to say, like, good from the gameplay perspective that you were just going to go into, are you kind of encouraged to take out all the NPCs? Are you encouraged to sneak around as much as possible and gather intel? Like, I don't really, like, what I, is it that they want you to do? I think they want you to play it the way that you want to play it. Yep. Yeah. And yep. here's the thing with a time that, of dating, Barrett, like, mm -hmm. let me hit a randomize button, right? Because, like, I open Netflix, there's so many options. I get paralysis. I don't know what to choose. Let me randomize. As we know, Put you're me the nitro on rifle. at nine in the morning. You know you're the mean? nitro yeah. rifle. You're not afraid to hot drop in but, anywhere, anytime. Exactly. Can matter. I click ahead? No, <laughs> I'm out. Yes. But I'm that, in, that's kind of the point of, like, the murder murder puzzle of it where like uh, the randomization i don't think would work as much with what they're going for of like mm -hmm. learning clues from like a certain yeah, like you hear at night yeah like and like yeah. you'll learn about like oh like this event that's happening where like maybe three of the people that you're trying to kill are going to be all at there at a, like a yeah. specific time and stuff like that so well th that's a cool thing is there are so for to give an example and i'm gonna butcher names because i didn't memorize all the names of all the different characters jonathan but, Jonathan is a Reggie. scientist. No, like there, there is uh, in the game there will be like, uh, let's say a party, right? That's going on. You know, one of the visionaries is attending the party. You might gain information uh, at one they're district at a certain masks. time of day, and they're all wearing masks, right? You might gain information in a different district, or at, or maybe in the same district on a different uh, uh, somewhere along your journeys. That hey, this other visionary is on the verge of a discovery, and if you fuck up them figuring out that discovery they'll get upset and go and drink their problems away with the visionary that was at the club and there and and boom you can you can kill two birds with one st one stone it's stuff like that where you're trying to organize the chess pieces yeah. in a way where you can k kill all the eight visionaries in one loop and that's the shit that seems cool because because the thing that was asked in the q a that we did uh with them somebody one of the journalists asked about like progression how do you progress in the game you know like what are you trying to do and they 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 explicitly mentioned that uh you know loops aren't a state of progression right it's not about getting to the next loop it's not about uh uh it, it, it's not about just purely completing the loop it is about uh uh figuring out how you're going to complete the loop right it is yeah. the knowledge you gain along the way it is gaining loops are relevant yeah, yeah, they were saying like, like, like yeah, completing a loop doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and yep. like to uh, like harbor that like it's, loop. it's more of like setting for the story structure of the game and less about the structure of the actual game itself. You so, don't even uh, have to play the game, gamers. Don't even play yeah, it. Straight up. <laughs> well, no, but it, but like, but that's what I think is interesting <laughs> is that it's not like they're really like it's not the roguelike thing. It is very much not about getting to the end of this thing. Instead, it's about figuring it all out to break what's happening and to to get into a different direction with it from a gameplay yeah. idea of just like how it's all built out i was really impressed with a combination of two things that sound super random but like i see a lot of it in the, <clears throat> the dna of what they're building here 
the original Super Mario Brothers. We've all, all seen the like thing of like of how it, it teaches you that the Goomba comes at you and you're supposed to jump over it and blah, blah, blah. The one step advanced past that though is the idea of you beat the game, you understand how it all works, but then there's the warp pipes. You Once you understand the level design enough, you find where the warp pipes are and you can get through the game quicker, right? This game is doing that from more of a narrative standpoint where you understand, okay, in Mario 1, the first warp pipe is in World 1 to 2. Then you go to World 4, then you can go to 4-2, then you get to the 8th world, you can beat the game. The more you go through the loops, it's not about getting to the end of the loop, it's about getting the information to, quote-unquote, find where the warp pipes are in terms of character development, in, in terms of like finding where these visionaries are and how to best actually find them and kill them in the quickest, most effective way. And it reminds me a lot, actually, of the Spider-Man stealth missions, but really tripled down on and made fun instead of just being trial and error of I'm right. doing the same thing for the, the seventh time. And I did every mm -hmm. single thing right until this final moment. I fucked it up. Oh, God damn it. I have to do it again. This sucks. This solves that by being the same kind of idea of the trial and error, but instead of the trial and error being, Oh, did a light shine on me? And now all of a sudden I'm instantly dead. And it's replaced with, Oh, I heard this person say this. I need to remember that. And it's never the most complicated things. Like it's, it's stuff that like actually makes sense in the, the world, and the way the levels are designed where you're like, okay, cool. This is where I need to go next loop to make sure that these two guys are here at the same moment. So I can take them both out. And that's going to make my life so much easier. It's the equivalent to skipping to world four and super Mario brothers. You don't need to deal with all the other problems that gave you so many issues the first 10 times you did them, but now you can just skip them because you know, the solution to that problem. And I thought that was really cool because it sounds really basic. And like, it's that gameplay loop is similar to Hitman in a lot of ways, but yeah. I feel like the narrative aspect of this and kind of the, the playing with, the the loop and like blessing said the more we know about this game i guarantee all of us that saw this demo are more confused than you guys are yep. having seen the stuff that we can't necessarily <laughs> yep. talk yeah. about and that's a good thing yeah yeah to to bounce off of the hitman comparison i would say this game is basically hitman if let's say for hitman 3 the five levels in the game we're, we're actually kind of had like overlap in a way that you were trying to line everything up at all all five of the levels so that you can merc, uh, merc all the uh, all of the assassination targets it in one go. That's, it really that's basically like, what the game is. It really sounds like the way they are trying to incept an idea in Inception. Like like all of these kinda. things kind of have to tie in at the right moment in yeah. order to work. Yeah, yes. Christopher Nolan work on a video game. What are you doing with it? So <laughs> my question then becomes: Movie, this, Cinema's dead. You know, go ahead. Greg. I, it is. Yeah, I know what I mean. Never go back to the theater. Uh, <laughs> from what you just said, then okay, so you know you can get these two guys at this one spot after you know playing for a while. You know to go do that. So then every run you have to do that because you have to no. have that perfect run. No, nope. okay, sorry. Can you explain? No, something? no, you don't. And I and I guess that's that's the thing it's not always going to be the same thing every time. So those those characters aren't always going to be in that area in that that particular run that you're doing, right? And also it depends on the time of day you decide to tackle it, things like that. It's the, the one thing building off of what Tim said is I, I get the, the, the Mario analogy and I get you're basically looking for the warp points because you're basically starting to put together information so that when you re-enter an area, you can attack it another way that still doesn't mean that that character is going to be standing in that spot at that time of day for you to do that. You're just basically gathering information about who the target is. You kind of understand what's going on during that time of day in that area. 
but the NPCs aren't static is to they're always going to be in that spot. If that, if that makes sense. On, on what I'm so yeah, there's like ripples to what's happening. So on the right. one yeah, thing yeah. they're together that time, but the next time right. you've done something else. So they won't be right. together yeah. that time. Yeah. Exactly. It's less yeah. about spot they're in. It's more about rules that they follow. And that's the thing go. that I think yeah. is really yep. cool is the way yep. that they're, they're building this is you can jump into the districts at any time you want. So it's like, if you're like, okay, I, I, to keep going with my analogy, I understand the warp pipe method of these guys, but I need more information on this guy. You can just jump into that. And that's the thing that makes it not roguelike, where it's kind of like you can just jump later into the game in a traditional roguelike to explore the, the world. And you can have the goal. Like when I play Hades, every single run, I always had something in my head of like, you know what? This run, I'm going to get as far as I can. And then the next run, I'd be like, sure. okay, you know what? I'm going to focus on just getting currency. The next run is I'm just going to upgrade this weapon. Like you kind of create your own goals there with this. It's built into the game of you trying to come up with your own goals. And they're telling you kind of what the goals are of like, there's these eight visionaries. So you need to find out the rules of each one. So as you're going in, you get to choose, okay, I already understood visionary one, three, and seven. I'm in this run. I'm only going to be going in to find out the rules of number Interesting. two. Yeah, Interesting. Exactly. And yeah. it all just, that's where it starts building where the narrative all of a sudden is told to you from the game through these two characters that every loop you go through are still aware. So that right. narrative between them is building. But on top of that, it's a narrative in your head of what you remember of yeah. every run of what these people have said. And Andy's so right. It is on some inception shit. It very much yeah. feels like, you got to keep up and you got to like really kind of feel it. But like to what Paris is saying, it's not in the old game way of like, okay, cool. Well, now they're, they're in this one location on the map. I'll always know to go to them there. It is more just like understanding these eight people, the paths they are going to go on, not necessarily in a rigid manner, but more like, who are they? Where would they be at this time? That type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, and, and uh, while you're doing all of this, right, like those are still characters that have seemingly big personalities and seemingly like they're going to be dope ass characters to get to know and get to fight and all and all that shit. Right. Like they're not just pure targets. They're targets with personalities and stories around them that you're going to learn as you go. Like and Jonathan. Understand. Like Jonathan. Yeah. Works at Merrill yeah. Lynch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moonlights as a, like Scar as a like <laughs> um, sounds awesome yeah sounds what dope. you were saying earlier tim with the like the level design and how in depth it is uh being a huge fan of dishonor 2 and uh continuing to tell people to like play that game if you haven't because it's i think some of the best designed game in, in the last generation um i have heard otherwise barrett i don't know from literally who? Andy, <laughs> I just off. love to go. I, I always bust Barrett's balls about this. Like, I'm trying to too. go on a fucking thing here, Andy. So <laughs> um, like, my thing while watching it, like, I, I was a little bit, during the presentation, a little concerned of, like, when we're going to be revisiting these places over and over and over again, um, I wonder, like, if that'll get tiring at all or, like, how much in-depth they had to go from Dishonored 2 to something like this where, like, Blessing was saying earlier, like, yeah, like, Dishonored 2 is a little more, like, level-based and a little more linear in how that story progresses and uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, but, like, what you were saying earlier, Tim, it's, like, I, I do think that, like, Arcane would be the only studio to kind of pull this thing off with, like, how in-depth they needed to get with the design of, of this kind of, this world. And I'm so, I'm so excited to get into, the like, the weeds of, like, the kind of the bones and the rules with everything that is going on on the back end of of how this world is kind of structured. I'm so fuck. I'm so fucking excited. So cool. Yeah, they so awesome. You all mentioned weapon modifiers. What are we talking there? What are we talking? Oh man. So I mean, there's I got a called, list right here. Yeah, go for it, bless. 
Well, there's yeah, there's these things called uh, uh, trinkets. Well, first of all, I mean, let's just start with the weapons, right? Like you're looking at the, the same type of weapons that you're getting in many other games. And so like there's handguns, SMGs, machine guns, rifles, shotguns. Uh, there's a silent snail gun uh, uh, and, and other stuff that you're going to get into that are more unique and, and weird. Uh, but then there are also there are also trinkets, right? And what I have here is that trinkets are slottable items that allow you to customize your loadout, uh, offering specific bonuses to your weapons, slab powers, and Colt's physical abilities. Trinkets affects... Inc- trinkets trinket effects increase depending on their rarity uh and so you're gonna have stuff like there's crack shot which means that aiming down sights is gonna have less time uh there's a lightning strike meaning that uh, that increases distance at which your weapon does full damage uh and stuff like that basically modifiers that you're gonna find that improve your weapon and and powering up colt what's what exactly is happening there is it a thing an item you're picking up or is it Mm. powers you're picking at the beginning of the loop so that's what's interesting is so you lose all your shit at the end of each loop but as you play through colt and you the player learn how to break the loop and that's what allows you to keep your abilities going forward Got and it. that's one of those things where the more we know the more confused we are but like they yep. the way they showed it they very clearly weren't telling us everything and i think that that was yep. on purpose to like not ruin the story and the experience itself of what we're doing but there's these trinkets like Blessing was talking about that kind of just are, are just buffs in that you'd kind of expect. But then there's things called slabs that eventually after you break the loop enough and understand, like once it becomes a little like breaking the fourth wall and like the cult that you're playing as understands what's going what's on, yeah. there's there's these slabs you can get. And that's where the, the Dishonored the type stuff yeah, co- yeah, start coming in. You get in. like the, the domino from Dishonored 2 where it connects everybody. Um, and like, yeah. yeah, like linking targets and then, yeah, yeah raising the, people This up game, and... is, the domino is called Nexus. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, so there's Nexus one other thing. links enemies together so it kills them all. Teleport is yeah. what it sounds like. We're kind of blinking. There's telekinesis, kind of more the Half-Life type looking physics-based things. Oh, and then there's the Reprise, which allows you to die three times before the loop restarts. Oh, shit. So yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, there's things like that. I'm like, oh, man, I'm seeing some. Yeah. Like, Hades didn't necessarily have that, but it is like, okay, there's roguelike elements from the gameplay mm-hmm. perspective, but they're applying it to this more story-based loop. Do you think that this kind of sounds at all like, I don't know, um, Six Days in Fallujah saying this is not a political game? Like, this is not a roguelike, we swear, but on this run. No, but it's not. But it's it's definitely not. It's definitely not. Yeah, because there are things that make a roguelike a roguelike is what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no procedural generation in this game being the big thing that keeps it from being a roguelike. Exactly. And one one other thing, uh, when you guys were just talking about some of the weapons and abilities, uh, one one other thing that, as far as progression goes, um, I believe it's called... Recidum? Am I saying that right? There you go. Thank you. A mysterious resource you can unlock at a certain point in the story that gives you opportunity to hold on to weapons, trinkets, and powers permanently Mm. across loops. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's gotta be a really rare item. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> so excited, like getting into like the the lore. Sorry to cut you off really quick, but uh, just Go like the lore of like how that stuff is connected and like w- like what these powers are in this world. Because like when we're watching the thing, I was like, man, I know like they're they're trying to separate this from Dishonored because Dishonored never sold well. Like it was a critical darling, but it was just nothing. Nothing that was like what Blessing was saying earlier. Like Whale Punk wasn't sexy to sell, you know. And so, like, with this whole, like, kind of more sexier 60s vibe and stuff like that, I, I, I want them to somehow connect this universe to Dishonored just for, like, the, fa- like the hardcore fans like uh, my, myself and, like, buddies like Quinn and stuff out there who, like, really love that world. Of, like, Greg, just, are like, you Googling whale punk right now? 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? I can tell you all about whale puck, man. Whale oil, whale oil power, power is everything in this. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's exactly. how the society rolls. Um, but like, and, and not even like have it connect like to a bigger like beat in like the death loop story, but just have it like there subtly uh, the little connections for the the super like make Apex the... Legends with Titan to Titan. Yeah, exactly. Make it oh, yeah. Apex like Legends for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I, and I can't wait to get into like the nitty gritty of that because that's Here's just something else. Here... Like with like arcane is like how in depth they get in with lore like you guys were talking about bioshock and like the vibe and like how like uh like intrinsic like they or not that's not the right word but like how intricate they uh they get in with like the the world and like the setting like that that was dishonored like even though it's like alternate reality kind of shit like they really make you feel like you're you're in that world so i'm, I'm really excited they have to that. connect i i Barry, I'm with you. Like during, the, during no the presentation, way. you DM'd you DM'd us and was like, "This this has to be in the design." No right? way they and don't. The whole time do I was it, like, you know? "This got because." And of course, it's arcane, and so they have a specific style they go for, and they have stuff that makes an arcane game an arcane game. But from the visual style of the game, of course, Deathloop, different setting, different like art, pretty much, but. The game looks similar to Dishonored in so many ways in yeah. terms of like, I guess in, in, my, in a, lot of, a lot of it might be the engine. A lot of it might be arcane, but yeah. it looks similar to, Dis- but like, to Dishonored. Even like the, 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 powers blink, are... the blink power, like the other powers. And like, yeah, like I would the love it if same. they like, like because the, the outsider no longer exists. Like what if it's like uh, humans, like years and years and years later found out like ways to bring uh, the, the powers of the outsider to like, and you, uh, in a technological state, like it's so fucking like ah, oh, I can't. You gain I and you gain powers. It, <laughs> you gain powers from artifacts called. You gain powers from artifacts called slabs. Slab spirit. Yeah. Cracking the slab. Dishonored two. A whole mission about time travel. Yeah, baby. We're in the future in Death Loop. Come on, bro. Yeah, come, come on, on man. Come on. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm so. There's an the arcade on, machine bro. in this. Yeah, and it it, it had a super honorless too, which was super fucking cheeky. I loved it. They, they know they know what yeah. they're doing. Uh, the, so the one last thing I want to shout out is just what you were saying, Tim, of the the fucking music because you started talking about it. and I think we went somewhere else uh, quickly after, but yeah, the music very like what you we were kind of saying like funky Bond esque, which is just oh, like yeah. so mm-hmm. fucking dope and sells that like sixty seven uh, like setting even more. And I just like can't wait to it's so exist good. in it's- it. Every time I, they're in a combat my sequence, I was blown away with that music. I'm looking through my notes right now, and one of my notes says, the sax gets nasty. And then, like, <laughs> five, like five, five or six lines down, I have all caps. No, the sax gets really fucking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely that. But what, in, one thing I want to shout out. journalism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tim Gettys, the only way. Uh, but something I really, really liked about it, uh, of this game, that I we haven't seen that I know of so far, that we got to see this time, and I can't wait to see in the final product because I think it, it very much is one of the best examples of the thing that confused us more than gave us answers. But the things that were like, oh, man, I can't wait to see how you answer this is there are words that pop up in the world that the characters yeah. in. I so, saw that running when you showed some of the gameplay earlier. I thought it was a trailer, but then it kept going. So that's like actually happening. And so that that actually happens as you're playing through the game. And there's these words that pop up that some of them are kind of taunting the player. Some of them are kind of giving them clues and hints. And it's one of those things right now where it's like, oh, we don't necessarily know what it is. We can all assume like it's yourself leaving notes. To yeah, you like inner and, monologue kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the loops. And I, I think that's the thing that is going to be kind of cool of if you're playing through this game, trying to keep it all in yep. on track in your mind. Bear, can these, you find that for us? 
Yeah, yeah, Barrett, if you could find yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's like it was a quick in the B-roll you sent. But yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on, I'll, I'll try to find it. It may be tough, yeah. But I thought that was really cool because, again, like one of the things I am enjoying most about what I've seen in this game is the dialogue and the way that they're building the narrative and having it be both characters talking to each other, characters overhearing other characters talk, but then also seemingly your own character talking to yourself via these messages that are popping up is really clever because your character actually responds to the writing. So, so right here, it's like uh, what we're seeing that Bear brought up. It's like, there's these words popping up that say the voice of the future. And at least that's what I think it says. And like the main character would be like, what voice are you talking about? Like what, what's going on? And it, it, it's really cool. And I, and I've never seen something like that before. Yeah. I think it's going to like, they're going to play around with it so much to help like deliver the story in like the, again, to, to not make every loop feel like you're doing things over and over and over again and keep things feeling fresh and like slowly reveal plot to you over, over the course of the game, which I'm really excited about. And then, yeah, the, the one last thing I want to like do to sell on this game um, is just like, I, I even though I love Dishonored, I do think it's like a, a hard sell. Not just the the whale punk aesthetics, which I'm, I know Greg is uh, investigating right now, I Google, I uh, but also just like how intimidating <laughs> I think it looked for a lot of people of like systems design um, and just like the, n- like everything that was below the surface level of like just the on surface gameplay moment to moment. Um, I do think this is them trying to make uh, Dishonored two, but just like more accessible to people. Uh, one of the notes that I have written here is that like there's no currency because they, they kind of talk about like because there's like this loop, there's no need for currency. So yeah, like right. you literally just yeah. you don't have to pay for ammo or anything. You just like go around and there will be like. Uh, uh, vending machines with just like things that you need but it's all free and then like bodies also auto disappear like if you take them down stealthily and stuff like that and it's like I think there's little things like that in design that they're gonna like just little things that I think are gonna help uh, people who might n- have been a little too intimidated by uh, Dishonored to get them into this and be like oh shit like this is what Arcane has been doing with these games and this is really cool yeah. uh, just little things here and there to like help uh, newer players and stuff like that because yeah and Dishonored like when you take someone down like you have to think about where you're leaving that body what that's gonna do with like other walk cycles for uh, other guards and stuff like that and all that stuff so I-, I think there's like little things here and there that are gonna like really help this feel more accessible to, to players who can get into Dishonored like that. And it now, seems like it's not going to be as hardcore stealth also. You know, Dishonored was a game that really, really tried to focus and make you uh, uh, make you do stealth, especially the first one. That Dishonored yeah, 2 kind of lightened, lightened up on that a, a little bit, but Deathloop I don't think I would call Deathloop a stealth game. It seems like no. it is more, no, nah, just do your thing. Like, you want to be stealthful in some places, but there are plenty of there are plenty of all scenes when we're watching it. Just, it seemed like they're just going <laughs> yeah. into action, well, and the action seemed very fun. You know, it seemed like it yeah. was. It seems like you are not penalized for killing people. You know, like you seems like good. you can just do what do what you want to yeah. do and have fun with it. And when you see them use abilities like uh, linking people together and then like floating them up and floating them up in the air and then throwing them off a cliff, it seems like that is encouraged, which I think is super awesome and is going to be fun. Yeah, they set it up so that you can go in. You, you play this however you want. They're not going to force you into one particular way that you have to attack objectives. So if you want to go in guns blazing, you can do that. If you want to try and go stealth, you can do that. If you want to use your abilities, you know, in, in unique ways, you can do that. But I do have a nitpick out of, out of all of this. And it's actually not about the actual gameplay itself. It's about the, 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 voice, the voice acting. So I think Colt 
100% fits that era of what they're trying to say. The whole James Bond, late 60 era, like he totally fits that. I, I totally vibed with that. But I don't with Juliana. Juliana sounds like a character in a game that would be now, like an era, like now. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. they almost took her from 2020 and put her into 1965 or whatever the year is, right? She doesn't fit what you would think a character should sound like in that game, in that world that, that they're building. I know it's a minor nitpick. People probably think I'm crazy, but it was bugging the hell out of me every time she talked. I'm like, this doesn't fit this this game honestly like Paris, game. i i i'm with you and i agree with you but i actually like it because i think right. that that's going to be built into the narrative yes wrong yeah but yep. yeah I, I the way they're setting up is i noticed that too that she felt out of place but she's clearly she out, of, out place, of time right so i'm i'm hoping that they go somewhere with that and that is one of those things that i'm uh, saying that like watching this presentation we have more questions than answers and like yeah that was something that intrigued me but could also very much let me down uh when all is said and done it's it's really wild just watching what we've seen so far seeing how stylized it is and then thinking back to the first time that i played uh, maybe two or three hours of the first dishonored and then fired up the first Dishonored again when it came to Xbox uh, Game Pass for PC and firing it up again and having those same thoughts of, man, this just kind of like, I know this is a good game. This just feels really bland. And earlier, Barrett was showing off one of the fight sequences. Even just right now, this looks great. But one of the fight sequences where the carpet is just the most saturated red possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the walls are just super stylized and colorful. Yeah, and off. even the enemies... Like, I don't understand why they look this way, but it's fucking badass. And I just like I'm super into a game that leans 100 percent into the aesthetic that they're going for. Yeah. And I, I mean, know, to, I, oh. to the I know, Andy, you, you asked this question earlier in terms of like, you know, why the characters all, all look the same or like had the same outfit or whatever. And it seems like they're. Oh, not. No, not that they uh, look or, the same. They just look weird. Like, I don't. Yeah. Why, why do they it, well, have it pink seems like everywhere? it seems like there's like cult shit going on in this island, basically. Uh, From what I've gathered, like, it seems like the the story of this game seems to be like okay yeah the vision the visionaries are responsible for this loop technology that they're uh using on this island and pretty much everybody on the island is in on this idea of like let and this is this is me like straight up like uh taking research i've done and trying to understand it in a way that seems like this is where they're going for uh seems like they're trying to just live forever in this loop on this island and everybody's in on it in a way that's very culty and, a, and, and in a way that's very weird and so it seems like that and it seems like these visionaries might have their own individual followers and all this shit like it seems like they're going down mm. that route that feels somewhat bioshock ish which leads them to looking weird in a really I thought cool and inter interesting way i thought maybe more inception sort of tie-ins like they're his projections like they're kind of mm. The things that he's bringing into mm. this world. I mean, it could be that also. Look, yeah, they could don't. Be. They don't look the way he looks at all. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen the visionaries yet. I, I'm sure they maybe teased them during one of those uh, big. Was it E3 last year? When was the last time we saw Bio or uh, Deathloop? <laughs> I feel like we see it all the time. And yeah. usually yeah, in those, the problem, in those trailers, right? they highlight the death. They, ha they highlight the visionaries. Uh, but they, they, look like these. they look like people. I, I'm with Andy where. Uh, Dishonored never clicked for me, and I liked. I understood the mechanics, understood why people liked it. it just, I just didn't vibe with the vibe of it, right? And everything you guys have said and what we're seeing here, this looks like a, a world I want to get into and a, a gameplay loop I want to experience. A playground. Look at. I mean, just yeah. Look at this playground. You're gonna get puzzle. so creative with whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah, it looks so sick. And from I'm a technical in. standpoint, I was blown away by the sound design. Not mm. just the music that was playing and not just oh, the video. Yeah. 
but the there's this there was a part where I mean you can even kind of see in this look the clip we're looking at there's this mountain that's next to the ocean and your character's kind of walking around the cliff like pretty like mission impossible style almost yeah. of like mountain climbing around the cliff a little bit on these like tiny little uh pads and you hear the waves like crashing against the 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 rocks themselves and just the sheer wind I've never heard wind in a video game sound this realistic of how booming it was and how it kind of affected the rest of the sound design of mm. and of your steps or of like echoes or the pulling guns and all that stuff. It was overbearingly taken over by just the sound of things. Oh, and you it, got it, kind of your mic kind of did a thing, but it's all good. Yeah, gated you. You got gated on that one. Wow. Whatever. Imagine it was a really, really cool <laughs> wind sound. Yeah, uh, but I was I was very impressed with it, and that you know sound goes such a long way in really kind of like setting up how you're feeling with uh, a movie or a game or whatever. And it was very unnerving uh, to see how well they've incorporated things that are are so realistic in a world that is so obviously fantastical. Like they, there's so much elements of this and so many bright colors and so many things, but it's these realistic things like the sound design that to me grounds it in a way that I was like, it makes it feel kind of scary. And like, that's kind of the Bioshock uh, vibes that that I'm getting from it, where it's like, there there's something about this that, that feels off, but by design in a good way. Again, Any final thoughts? They they're they kick ass at uh, stuff like that, uh, Arcane Tim. So they're just proving it even more, which I'm excited about. Sorry. Oh yeah, agreed. Any final thoughts on Deathloop before we move on? I can't wait. You guys double, triple, quadruple sold me on it. Wish they, they looked awesome. us, Greg. You know, they're I can't wait, go over Andy. I thought you denied them or something like that, right? Mm, exactly. Don't worry about it, Barry. Don't worry about it. Right, this is, we're not taking. We're not accepting <laughs> questions at the time. Meeting, right? <laughs> uh, the, the opening line where he wakes. I, I, you like, can't say it. You can't say it. You can't say it. Like what? He wait. He wait. Some kind of death loop. You can't say it. What is it? Some type of loop of death. Oh, then I will say it then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, like I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, I'm really excited for like because people like Andy and Greg who weren't uh, who couldn't get into Dishonored. Like I'm so excited for more people to experience what Arcane can do uh, as a company as gameplay designers. Uh, I'm just really stoked for that. Uh, I'm excited for again like more of the lore of this world and what the fuck is going on and uh, like not even just like on a story standpoint of like what's going on with cult. I'm just. I'm really looking forward to just having this game, and I just I need it injected into my fucking eyeballs. Barrett, Oof, Barrett I wasn't oh, yeah. sure we were injecting it for a second there. <laughs> kind of worried, yeah. Barrett, I'm going to make a promise to you right here, right now. Right? I'm going yeah. on the record, everybody. Everybody call the press. Call call the press. I am going to play and beat Dishonored 2 this year. Not part one. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, you, you don't need to do Dishonored 2. I think, I'm, I think I'll do it on a kind of funny uh, afternoon stream. Oh, about shit. That. About that game. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking jump into yeah. those. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, you, do, you don't need to do Dishonored 1. It, I, that one I know can get really frustrating, especially with like how in-depth in they get with, like, hey, we really want you to do stealth. And it's like, ah, this kind of sucks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really exci- uh, excited. I think... N- Fans of Arcane already and uh, new fans are, are really going to dig uh, what Arcane has here. I agree. So I'm going to tell you about our sponsors, but once I get back from that, I have a huge announcement. Whoa. This episode is brought to you by Canva Pro. Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro, and it will 
elevate your content. Here's what I love about Canva Pro. It kind of just allows you to take all the busy work, all the stuff you don't want to do out of design and get to what actually matters. And that's making the content that you love, whether it's thumbnails, whether it's social posts or whatever, there's a ton of stuff to check out with Canva Pro and it just makes it easy and it makes it fun, honestly. Uh, whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. It's been super helpful even for us at Kind of Funny. Uh, no matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics, which are totally going to step up your content game. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, my favorite feature of Canva Pro is just being able to go and just look at all the fun stuff that they have because it just gets your brain ticking. It gets you thinking creatively about what are other cool things that you can do and put out in the world. Share on that Instagram. You know what I'm talking about? You can design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use the promo code. Just go to canva.me slash kfgames to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash kfgames. Canva.me slash kfgames. Uh, next up, shout out to Honey. Honey is one of my favorite uh, things honestly, in the world. It's so easy. You install it once and it's just saving you money every single time you shop online. And we all shop online. We've all seen the promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. Uh, they support over 30,000 stores online and it ranges from everything like an Etsy all the way up to a Best Buy, everything in between. It's never let me down. It's just saved me a ton of money. Uh, imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, the little honey guy does a little dance, and then boom, you're saving that moolah, that dinero. You know what's up. Uh, if honey finds a working coupon, the price is going to drop, and it's fantastic stuff. I've saved so much money on hue lights and things with honey. It's just, it's just great. Uh, if you don't already have honey, you're straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Um, I would recommend it if I didn't love it. And I do. I love it very, very much. And I have for many, many years. You can get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. Finally, Shout out to Upstart. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keeps you in an endless cycle of debt. Upstart can help you get ahead. If you're carrying a credit card balance month after month, it can get pretty daunting. One of my friends, uh, all he had to do was use uh, Upstart here. It consolidated the debt and just made it easier for him to wrap his head around. And now he's debt free. Everything's awesome. Uh, you can find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny. That's upstart.com slash kind of funny. Don't forget to use the URL that uh, we're talking about right here, upstart.com slash kind of funny, so they know that we sent them. Yeah. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kind of funny. That's U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash kind of funny. And now that we're back, Andy. I heard you hit silver and Valorant. What? <laughs> Huge announcement, everybody. We are silver and Valorant. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we can break the news here, everybody. So big party at my house on Friday, I believe, Barrett. So prepare for that. We'll see if I'll be here for that or not. But I'm really yeah, Are you going to be busy that day? Yeah, it's possible. I got some stuff going on. Anyways, moving on from that, <laughs> Paris, you got to play The Ascent? Yes, I got oh. to play it. Yeah. 
Got about two hours um, over Parsec uh, cloud streaming. Got a chance to check it out. Uh, Neon Giant is the uh, developer making it. 12 people made this game. And people might be saying, well, what the hell is The Ascent? Well, The Ascent is a cyberpunk-esque twin-stick shooter top-down. It's a top-down twin-stick twin shooter. Um, again, set in like the cyberpunk-type universe. It's called The Ascent Group. Is kind of the metropolis that, that you're in. Um, it's an RPG. You get to fully create your character. Um, again, being in a cyberpunk world, there's, there is loot that you can pick up. There's cyber cyberware that you can add to your character to enhance it. There's different abilities that you get. There's various weapons that you'll be able to use. Um, and it kicks a lot of ass, dude. I, it, it, it really does. <laughs> and, and, and in this way, it, it surprised me because I would say for about the first hour and 20 minutes of me playing, I absolutely sucked because I was not grasping the concept of the controls on, on the, the way that it works versus just a traditional shooter, right? So again, being a twin stick, you actually have to really aim your sights with the right with the, with the right stick sure. more so than you do in a normal you know a normal normal shooter and while i was understanding that here's the difference there is actually cover even though it's a top down shooter right so i kept running in guns blaze going jesus christ why am i dying so much and it's like <laughs> oh wait dummy you can get into cover and then you can actually aim above the cover to shoot or let's say you're you're at stairs at the bottom and there's enemies at the top you can actually raise your 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 reticle up and shoot the enemies at the top so it was like once that actually clicked for me i was like oh my god this game is great i'm loving it and then they tapped me on the shoulder okay it's time for you to leave you're over so I'm like crap i want to play this more it's a lot of fun but that's the kind of the genesis of the game but it the, i think the most awesome thing is it's 30 bucks number one um it's also going to be on Steam on the PC, but it's going to be on, on Xbox. It's almost like a console exclusive in that way. It'll be on Xbox, Xbox One and Series X. On Series X, it will be 4K 60 frames. And just the visuals on it are just, it's, they're stunning. They're, yeah, they're great. Every, everything, you know, obviously awesome. I, I'll bring the elephant in the room really quick. Everyone obviously is immediately going to think Cyberpunk 2077 and Night City, right? This to me, from the limited time of what I got to play, felt like what CD Projekt Red was trying to achieve with Night City, right? Just this, the Ascent group being in that city, um, there, there's NPC characters in there. There's, you'll have cutscenes and dialogues with, with various NPCs. There's all kind of politics and allegiances and everything that's going on. The couple missions that I was going on, I think the second one I was going on was actually an assassination mission that I was doing that I that I took up from from a character out, out in the city. And I mean, it's great. Like the the engagements that you have. Oh, there's four player co op as well. I meant to, oh. to bring that up. So there's four player co op. That's cool. And cross play. But oh. here's the caveat. Andy, we're it, doing it. You and me. Yes. we're doing it. You gotta well, do. Why not Paris too? Yeah, yeah. Why not me? Can, yeah. can I join? This looks fun. They didn't Paris us, is allowed. They, blessing is on probation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> blessing is on probation. We'll see. Here's here's a trick to that though. So it's four player co op, and there's cross play with PC and Xbox, but only the xbox pc version not the steam version um i got a chance to mm. talk for a few oh, minutes okay. to the creative director over at neon giant about that as well because i wanted to be 100 percent sure about that and he did clarify that yes the steam version you can do four player co-op on steam but you can't cross play with people on console on xbox unfortunately so that's one thing hopefully they can uh figure out as it moves forward also it's a day, day one on game pass as well nice. but oh. it 
Oh, but it's yeah. a lot of fun. And, and, you know, if you're looking at the visuals now and everything, just when, when you're using your abilities, like I picked up one ability, which was almost like a melee type. When you would do that ability, you would literally just smash everything that was around you all at once. And just all these effects would just fly on the screen. It was really awesome. But again, being so early in it, I didn't get any of the advanced weapons and things that you'll be able to do. So I had early on, I just had a pistol, which kind of sucked. But then I picked up an assault <laughs> rifle, which... I, I was starting to have a lot more success with, but the AI in it, again, when I talk about the difficulty, it wasn't easy at all. It was, it was kind of tough in that way where the AI was smart enough. They, they would spam me with grenades. They would surround me. Even if I was in, if I sat in cover too long, you know, to flank me, things like that. So did it, they it, say it, anything? I'm sorry. It's about this. Did they say anything about the AI scaling up? So if, if you're having a tough time, if you bring, you know, us in the the me and Andy the pros and maybe blessing yeah. on a probationary uh, basis. If you brought us in, would it be easier for you or would it get even harder? Well, they said if I brought you in, it'd be even harder because you're not yeah. very good. But shit, come on. <laughs> This is the kind of shit they wouldn't let slide in today's Navy, sir. It's a team effort out there. I I didn't ask that question about as far as the difficulty if it scales up or scales down. If if co-op, I, I, I should have asked that. So that one, I don't know. I would assume it does. But I'll tell you right now, playing solo, yeah, it was it was difficult. So if it got even harder bringing in three or four people, um, that would actually be good. It, it was a good difficulty. It was like a good challenge. It didn't feel too easy. It forced me to actually think you know, strategize, things like that. But, you know, again, if you look at the gameplay and everything, it's not just a straightforward, you know, I'm just running through corridors. Like the city has layers to it. Like you, you had the ability to explore around and go into different areas, talk to different NPCs. And then if you pick up, like there's main missions and there were side missions as well. So depending on what you pick up, then you're going navigating through the city to get to that objective. And like I said, you could even get ambushed by other NPCs along the way. You know what I mean? So you constantly. Cool. Oh, it cool. does. It does. I'm, I'm, yeah, go ahead. Like, like my mind immediately, Paris thinks of uh, games like Next Machina or Hell Divers or any of these mm -hmm. like sort of twin stick shooters where it's all action all the time. That I wish because I'm watching the same video that Barrett had up right now on yeah. IGN's um, their first look or whatever. I want to I'm really interested to see how those scenes look in the city where you're talking to NPCs and getting missions and maybe getting some lines of dialogue because what uh, one of my favorite twin stick shooters is Ruiner and that is also sort of a cyberpunk style twin pretty much the same thing just way different aesthetic um, but in that game as well you do have your hub worlds where you can go around talk to NPCs maybe deliver a couple of fetch quests if you need to and then you go out and venture forth and you know that's where you do all your battling or whatever but I really wish that they had those parts available on this video. Um, oh, and you know what? At the end, it does. There is some at the end, Barrett, if you're yeah, watching you the get, IGN yeah, one. You, yeah, you get to see it go through, navigate a little bit. Now, I, I did have a boss battle when I was in there after the first mission and um, it, it was like freaking Benny Hill because the enemies were just coming from everywhere and I'm just running around the map, you know, but, but it was fun. And again, the, the enemies, like you have the boss itself, but then either the other, the other enemies that are coming, they're spamming me with grenades or trying to flank me and cut me off as I'm going around. So, I mean, there was a lot of strategy to it. It, it was a lot of fun to play. Um, like I said, I, I was a moron with the controls at first, but once I actually, oh, okay, 
this is how you use the controls. This is how you use cover. This is how you can aim up or down when you're in cover. Okay, I get it now. I definitely had a lot, lot more fun, and a lot more success. And it just, when it ended, I, I wanted to keep playing for sure. See, seeing this now, like, oh, yeah. okay, now I see the cyberpunk stuff. Because yes. earlier you were talking about that. I was looking at it, I'm like, I don't see that at all. Yeah, I was like, like, at oh, best, okay. like, I kind of get Final Fantasy VII vibes. But yeah, like this, oh, no, yeah, like this, like this, this one you're working. looking at now, like, you'll talk to that guy and he'll give you a mission and he'll talk about some of the politics and everything that's going on in the city. I mean, and I think the uh, the creative director told me uh, around about fifteen to twenty hours gameplay wise uh, to to go th go through it. And obviously, wow. you know, you can do multiple playthroughs. And being an RPG, you can spec out different builds as as you go along as well. So to kind of fit the the style that you want to play, and then obviously adding the co op is going to add another layer to it as well. So. I can't, I, I say for 30 bucks, everything that I played, I'm like, wow, you're getting all this for 30 bucks. Pretty impressive. When you, when you talk about, Go for it, bless. When you talk about builds, uh, or when you, talk, when you talk about like the actual RPG elements of it, are there character classes? Like are, how, how, how much? It's classless. Should... It's classless. Okay. So, so in that gotcha. way, you, you get to spec out what you want. Cause you know, you get spec points and things so you can apply it to the things that make sense for you. And I, even when I did talk to the creative director, um, he he mentioned that you aren't going to be penalized for wanting to respec out your character, right? So it's a, giving you that freedom to try different things like, okay, I don't like this. Or you, you get into an encounter where you want to go with a sniper build, as an example, versus you were coming in with something that was more ability focused. Uh, you can you can now respec over to that. So then when you go into that encounter, all right, now I'm going in as a sniper. I can play long range. I don't have to be right up front using abilities or be like a me melee tank type build, things like that, where, where it makes sense. And then he did also talk about this is where the co-op factor comes in, you know, kind of working together to kind of synergize your builds to be able to take certain objectives together. So I'm a long range. You're you're more of a melee guy. You're more okay. of a mil ability guy, things like that. Bless, I'm the long range guy. Okay, we all know that. <laughs> That's all good, man. I can do short range. I good, can get a shotgun. Shoot in their face. But I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, twelve <laughs> people made this. Twelve yeah, people. I mean, really? that that is that is insane. Honestly, yeah. seeing it. So, Paris, the the question I had for you though is, you talking about this, the idea of being able to aim up the stairs or mm -hmm. like kind of having a different level of uh, where you're shooting. That's never felt good to me in a game, whether it's something like Super Metroid or even like the more recent Contra games of cool, you hold the R button or whatever, and then you get the diagonal shot. It always kind of feels like it, it's just the only way to get that action to happen on a controller as opposed to be feeling organic and natural to what you're trying to do. And in this type of game, that seems like it's adding an element that's even more obtuse because you're in a 3D space and you're kind of like... Right. You know, in this isometric point of view, did it feel good from a controls perspective and from a camera perspective of understanding where you're trying to actually shoot? And and that's kind of the point that I was leading into. At first, it did not. It didn't. And it it took me it took me about a good hour to adjust to that and and understand how the mechanics and the physics of, of uh, you know of these controls work in this world, right? And once I understood it, I'm like, okay, now I get it. Okay, now I know how to. And another thing is, it, it'll depend on the kind of weapons you have. Like I noticed when I had the freaking pistol, I was backing up a lot. Like these enemies are just charging at I mean, me, and I'm just so close. And I'm just going pew 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 as I'm backing up because I I didn't have anything to really stop them. So 
that didn't feel fun early on as well. But once I got to the second mission and I upgraded my character a little bit and I had a better weapon, like I had the assault rifle and, I, and then I unlocked an ability and I unlocked the, the unlocked the ability to use grenades, then I felt like I could be more aggressive and I could kind of dictate the action. I could kind of push it towards the enemies instead of them doing it to me. But that just made me an aspect of it's just early in the game and as you level up the more powerful you get and you know not all that stuff but to your original point with the controls yeah they didn't feel fun at first they definitely didn't it took me a minute to get used to it because like you're saying i was approaching this as if it was almost like a third person shooter in a way and that's not yeah. how the twin stick controls work at all but once i got it i, I was fine but there's a dodge roll, and that's kind of all that matters. There's definitely a dodge <laughs> roll. Because the video that we were watching earlier, I linked Barrett with the newer video. Uh, that video was from 2020, a full-on year ago. So a lot more development has happened since then. But IGN recently put up a four-minute video that uh, was from... The Ascension is a from dash today. of Diablo with a healthy dose of twin-stick shooter. From and today, yeah. And an around the dash of Diablo buy. and a, a fucking buy. That's all you need. And at the uh, at the two-minute, 37-second mark, we see sort of the, the loadout thing minute? that you were mentioning. Right. Huh? Two-minute? What did I This say? kid just say tooth-minute? That's what I'm saying over here. I was going to say 2.30, but then I was like, <laughs> well, I don't, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, we see sort of the loadout screen here and uh, how you apply your points or whatever. Oh, yep. shit. This does look cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah, it really does. Damn. It really does. Yeah. They, they, they were very self-aware of what they're going to be compared to. But, I mean, I, I, I think this game, and, oh, and it comes out July 29th, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that at the top, but July 29th, it'll be out. And this this will this will be fun to play for sure, like you, you said in the co-op stuff. One of the things exactly, one of the things it's reminding me of is Helldivers. And I just tweeted in the mm. last couple of months of how much I miss Helldivers. This would be a great thing, yeah, if we're all jumping in and playing. So I know I'm asking a million minute questions, Paris, but did they talk at all about like how progression carries over? Like I'm I'm bringing my character into your game, I'm running your missions, I'm getting my XP that I take back to my thing, obviously. But like, do you know anything else? Or is that just no good? no? I, I didn't ask that. I probably should have. Oh, like, it's it's first thinking, impressions. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking, Jesus, I should have asked these questions. But no, I didn't well, ask. I, about I, that I doubt you had two hours straight of the most nerdy ass questions to ask them no. while you played it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lighting right. looks fantastic. I love the way the environments look. No, it, it, it is. And like, like I said, again, it was the, the core 12 people that made it. And, you know, they said they obviously outsourced some things here and there. But I mean, and it's Unreal Engine as well. And yeah, it's it's dropped at gorgeous. And this was me seeing it over Parsec over a yeah. 1080p cloud stream yeah. and it still looked gorgeous. So imagine in person. Any any final thoughts on it? Um, final thoughts. I, I would say that I like I mentioned, just kind of caution with the controls. It will probably take you a sec to get used to it. But other than that, if you're if you're into RPGs, if you love the whole cyberpunk aesthetic, um, I think this this definitely has a chance. The story, the little bit that I did get to see seems interesting and compelling enough that I want to know more. I think this probably will be best played with friends co-op and sure, you just dive sure. in and just, just kick some ass, man. So yeah, it should be fun. Greg, to close out Gamescast, hey. is there any game you would like to talk about for a second? What uh, you been playing this week? Uh, well, uh, I, well, uh, 
putting you on the okay. spot here. I just, I, just I know, know I didn't you know. expect we've it. We've been talking about previews and stuff we've been doing, but we're yeah, yeah. I ran through it. We did a whole detail thing on PSL of UXOXO, so I don't want to okay. burn tread the area. But I f- fell back into Assassin's Creed. You know what? Fuck it. You can hear what I've been playing on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But ladies and gentlemen, my name's Greg Miller, and right now it is May eighteenth, twenty twenty one. And guess what, motherfuckers? Marvel's Avengers is back. It has a champion system. I'm earning XP beyond level fifty now. I got all these buffs and bonuses to fill out, and you bet your ass I'll be playing for that Red Room takeover. It's back, baby! It's back! Black <laughs> Panther is coming eventually! We can't wait over here! And this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you are a Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games supporter, stay tuned for our post show. Uh, I think we have a Bless Who, but Blessing walked away because he will not have any of this Avengers stuff. Blessing, do we have a Bless Who? We do have a bless you. Oh, we got a bless you, baby. And we're about to do it for you. Patreon.com slash kind of funny game supporters. But for everyone else, till next time, I love you.